Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Correct Opinions. I am Kelly Hinkle. Here with me always is Albert Klein. What's up? And we are back after a short one-week hiatus last weekend. Um, yep. Had a bit of life things come up, so we didn't have time to podcast. Well, you know whose you know who's fault it was that we didn't do it last week? Was it? Oh, come on. you got to be kidding me. Obama. Oh, that's true. I would have also accepted Hitler, but same thing, right? Same. It is about the same. Yeah. Um, so speaking speaking of, <laughs> let's just get right into it. Um, so just a bit of, of historical background. We have a Supreme Court here in the United States that is charged with establishing law in a way, interpreting law, making things right that are wrong. And one of the members of this highest court in the land is uh, Antonin Scalia, who recently said out loud on record that he believes that affirmative action is leading to African Americans attending schools that are too advanced for them. So that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, this stems from that Abigail Fisher case. Yeah. Like. God, I thought that was over. I guess it's, I don't know, I guess it's back in the Supreme Court um, after a whole bunch of stuff. She didn't get, so like University of Texas at Austin, right, they'll accept, they like blanket accept people who finish in the top 10% of their class, right? Mm-hmm. And she was not smart enough to have that happen, so now she's challenging the whole affirmative action, um, I guess, the like holistic review where they take into account race, right? Yeah. I'm a little fuzzy on this. Um, I was watching CNN yesterday morning, and that guy Michael Smirkanish was on. I don't know if you've ever seen him. He's like kind of like a B guy. Yeah, he's, I feel like he's like a poor man's Glenn Beck. Yeah, he's kind of like that. Um, mm. But he's also like one of those like Beltway guys who's like, he like, oh, I'm a moderate. I'm a moderate, and he like paints yeah. himself as that. So he was arguing that like people are you know freaking out about this more than they should. And I can't remember what his argument was because probably because there's just no way you can make an argument for this. Um, yeah, this is fucking insane. I mean, Scalia does this stuff all the time. I mean, if you read any dissent, where oh, he's fine. a part of the dissent, yeah, it's nuts. I mean, the whole um, the gay marriage stuff over the summer, yeah, like, his part of the dissent was nuts. And um, you have to wonder, like, you know, obviously this is an intelligent man. Mm-hmm. And he knows that this kind of thing is going to be written into history forever. Right. I, I just can't, I, I don't know how you can go on record saying things that, like, it do, I'm going to just read this quote directly. It does not benefit African Americans to get them into the University of Texas where they do not do well, as opposed to having them go to a less advanced school, a slower track school where they do well. Just a blank, just blanket. I yeah I, yeah I mean given that this show is called correct opinions and we like to point out bad opinions I felt like this one needed to be pointed out yeah I mean I really don't have much to say about this other than it's like insane and yeah. Antonin Scalia says this kind of stuff all the time but the thing that's 
I think contextually that makes this kind of uh, scary and something that we need to think about a little bit more is I have the list of um, Supreme Court justices up right now and their dates of birth. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonin Scalia, 1936. Anthony Kennedy, 1936. Clarence Thomas, 1948. Um, I guess you don't really need to worry about him. More like it's Scalia, Kennedy, uh, Ginsburg, and Breyer. Mm-hmm. All born from 33 to 38. Which means you have four Supreme Court justices who are getting up there in years. I mean, yeah. you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg looks like she's going to retire every single freaking year. Um, and we have this thing called a presidential election coming up soon. And you have four justices that were born in the 30s, uh, the, the early to late 30s. And I don't know. I mean, that's kind of scary. You have uh, people like Kennedy, uh, Breyer, and Ginsburg. I mean, this <laughs> you get you get a Republican in office replacing yeah. those seats. Uh, that court is stacked. I I every election cycle, every presidential election cycle, I go through this horrifying fear, especially when it comes to Ginsburg because she's relatively moderate or liberal leaning, and mm. I always think if she goes retires or passes or whatever and we have a republican president yeah yeah the good thing is is that obama was able to get two in there yeah Um, and sotomayor and kagan are not exactly uh moderates um (laughs) so uh yeah that's a good thing um but you know i mean i mean think about like what the what is it i mean i know obviously the senate has to confirm it but A lot of times they kind of just go right in. I mean, Sotomayor, not exactly someone that Republicans can stomach, um, and she got confirmed, you know? Yeah, I feel like that that's one of those situations in which they make a big stink just so they can go home and say, look what we fought against, and then they, all, you know, ultimately put it all through. Right, they'll, they'll save the appointments, like those, the appointments that the Senate has to confirm for, like, lower levels, and of course there's, like, a big backlog of people that need to be appointed but you can't have a, a vacancy on the supreme court it's no. just insane but um speaking of presidential candidates that might actually have the power to nominate um supreme court justices uh <laughs> our favorite presidential candidate here on correct opinions had quite the week last week um and we're gonna save the big one for later for a segment that we all love, but um, Hinkle, I know you had something that you wanted to talk about with with Donald Trump, and I thought it was really interesting because my wife actually has a completely different take on this. Oh, really? I'm actually excited to hear about that. But, um, so just to give everyone kind of a baseline, there was a story on Gawker recently, I think last week, that kind of floated a theory that's kind of been, if you at all follow sort of the Facebook political meme kind of world where everyone seems to get their political news these days. Um, There were a couple of quotes, I think, from like the 90s where Donald Trump said things like, if I was ever going to run for president, I'd run as a Republican because they're idiots and you can make them do whatever you want and uh, that kind of stuff. And so Gawker kind of put out this article that said, what if, in fact, Donald Trump is running a false flag campaign to get Hillary Clinton easily elected to the presidency. Because as we all know, Trump and the Clintons have been kind of friendly for a very long time. 
Trump has never been particularly conservative up until very recently. And you kind of have to wonder, since he is seemingly batshit insane, if it's just a big ruse to get Hills into the White House with absolutely no opposition. And didn't didn't Trump like consult with uh, Bill Clinton before he ran? And like Bill Clinton was like, yeah, you should totally run. I believe he did. Now that could be, I mean, I don't know if that, you know, helps this. It's probably not a quote. It could also be like, please run. (laughs) You will get the nomination and you will lose like fucking crazy in the general election to my wife. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think that these, these, I mean, they're kind of crazy. I think a lot of those, um, like Trump saying that Republican voters are the the dumbest, I think that's been debunked. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I don't. I hadn't known that because I was under the assumption that whenever someone posts something on Facebook that's accompanied by sort of like a spiritual picture Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or a very jaunty font, that it is in fact correct and can't be disputed. I mean, most of the time. Most of the time that's true. Unless it's a liberal meme. That's true. Conservative memes are always right. Um, But yeah, my wife actually was, we were talking about this. I think it was yesterday morning, because, um, like, during the weekends, I just throw on CNN or whatever in the morning, and obviously Trump is being talked about constantly, but she thinks that maybe um, Donald Trump is a Republican plant, and that he was put in <laughs> to run the, the um, to be in the, the primaries, right, to mm-hmm. basically make every moderate republican or every establishment republican look way way more palatable by comparison so eventually you get to uh the convention and trump is not the nominee you have let's say marco rubio and now you have independents who maybe would be considering voting for republicans now saying well hey they didn't rally around the crazy guy uh maybe this party is not in total shambles which it is but maybe it's maybe that's what's happening, and they just completely underestimated how how many mouth breathers would vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, that's actually that's actually pretty interesting because it does make sense. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if I buy it. I don't know if I buy any of these. I think I don't know that I buy any of them either. And I especially I'm not sure that I buy that the Republican Party has its shit together enough to come up with such a complicated mm-hmm. plan um, and execute it. Right. But, I mean, they they didn't they totally missed on this. Um, the whole yeah. Donald Trump thing, you can tell that they're they're scared. I mean, they had, like, backroom meetings about what they could possibly do to overthrow him, and now he's saying, is he saying floating an independent run again? I think he I is. Think he is, yeah. And also, you could kind of see that, I think the first, I think it was the first Republican debate on Fox News, they seem to be very actively trying to get one over on him. Like, they, you know, given that Fox News is kind of the propaganda right. of the Republican Party, it kind of seemed like they were going hard at Trump to make him look like an idiot. And of course they didn't. Well, I mean, he did look like an idiot, but in a way that appealed to Republican voters. So right. it kind of backfired. But yeah, I mean, I He's good. I don't really know what to make. It's hard to believe that someone could be this insane. So I don't yeah. know. I mean, I think I think he is that insane. I mean, I think he's just, just a complete egomaniac yeah that's the thing it's just it's just a level of narcissism i think that is just hard for an average person to understand right right it's it's very hard to relate to that and i was thinking about another thing is that if he does become the nominee he's gonna have trouble with 
I mean, every single Republican nominee or uh, candidate at this point is getting glowing coverage from Fox News. Mm-hmm. Blanket coverage. I mean, Jeb Bush can't do anything wrong. Marco Rubio can't do anything wrong. Ted Cruz. Donald Trump, uh, they press him because, I mean, frankly, a lot of their pundits, a lot of their um, the Fox News correspondents and stuff like that um, do not like him. I mean, I saw what freaking Carl uh, Rove and George Will on Fox News Sunday this morning talking about how insane Donald Trump is. I mean, you can get the, the idiots on Fox and Friends to agree with whatever you say. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these contributors, these people that come on these shows to do these roundtables do not like him because they're actual Republicans. And Donald Trump isn't really a Republican. I mean, he's that he's the uh, the ego of the of the Republican voter. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or the id rather. And um, that's just not going to fly on Fox News. Some of the best Donald Trump interviews are done by Bill O'Reilly. I swear to God. Oh, I because you have two bombastic people in a room mm-hmm. together, and it's Bill's like zone, the no spin yeah. zone, and he does not. I mean, he's not. He doesn't. He always apologizes for Donald Trump. Like he he always brings it back to something insane. Like oh, like let's actually like pick apart what Donald Trump said when he was talking about banning Muslims from coming to the U.S. And like here's how I can rationalize it. But when he has him on, he does press him. Mm. I mean, there really are good interviews. Um. You know, they end up where you'd expect, where they're, you know, happy and friendly to each other. But Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I just don't know. Um, but... Yeah, but go on. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, interestingly enough, I'm wondering if we're seeing the beginning of the end. Right. For Mr. Trump. Right, I was going to go there, too. Wait, yeah. what, what's the news? Uh, well... Uh, I think it's... I'm not sure when... Did the poll come out today, or... It was yesterday. yesterday? Like, late yesterday. Uh, yeah, Des Moines Register Bloomberg poll. Um, Cruz is up in Iowa. He is now ahead of Trump. Yep. It's about 31% or something like that. Yeah. See, I, I saw the breakdown that was like first choice, second choice. I didn't see the top line numbers. They mm-hmm. they talked about it on all the Sunday shows today. I'm actually pretty surprised, to be honest with you, because I find Ted Cruz just detestable. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I, I, I kind of would have thought if anyone, it would have been Rubio. Right. Don't really know why I thought that, but I think everyone thinks that. Everyone's like, oh, I think I think Rubio is going to be the nominee. I have nothing to back that up. Yeah. Nothing. No yeah, polls it... support that. Nothing. I just feel like Republicans like to do a thing where they um want everyone to know that they're not racist, so they pick something close to a minority as close as they can get that's palpable mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. which rubio fits the bill and he's but so does cruz that's true cruz does too although he's technically canadian and i yeah, wish but he he's like old. father's cuban you know yeah I mean, it's like close it's close enough his face makes me really yeah he, my friend said um a while ago i may have brought this up that he looks like he's always wearing a commedia dell'arte mask like those, <laughs> those like italian like you know, yeah. theater masks. He does. It's it's weird. My wife says he looks like the moon, which I, like, agree with, and I don't know why I agree with that, because it doesn't make any sense. It kind of works. Um, but I, I think... I heard someone on the radio say the other day, uh, Count Chocula. Yeah, I heard Count Chocula, too. That Was, was that on... Do you listen to Opie and Jimmy? Yeah, I think yeah, that, that, that was on Opie and Jimmy, yeah, because I heard, I heard that, too. Yeah. 
I was like, oh, that's, I remember I was walking, I was at the office and I was walking to pick up papers and I was like, no shit, that's actually pretty, pretty good uh, observation. Yeah. But, um, there's two really great things about this poll. And of course they have nothing to do with Ted Cruz being up against Donald Trump. It's Trump's reaction. Uh, Mm. the first is like the most predictable thing in the entire world. Trump gets on Twitter this morning and says the poll is biased against him. (laughs) it's like don't don't pay attention to this one poll that looks bad for me because it's biased against me why it's biased against him i guess because it doesn't show him in the lead um that's not really how bias works but uh the the great thing about that tweet by the way is that he said that the 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 poll is biased in favor of trump and like he clearly meant cruz but like this is a guy who's running for president like to come yeah. on and he did a great thing the other day too and this is like <laughs> donald trump twitter fails where he's like praising someone from dailymail.com but he put a space between daily and mail so like the link just went to mail.com it's like this he doesn't know that oh god yeah um the other I- great thing donald trump reaction was he was on state of the union this morning with jake tapper on cnn and he basically, you know, went after Cruz um, pretty hard, which I guess he, they've been, like, kind of friendly um, in the past. But he said that Cruz doesn't have, like, the temperament to lead. And then what, what he does in the Senate is crazy because he just goes in there and does whatever he wants, which is... I, I, mean, I can't. I mean, that's Donald Trump's <laughs> entire political platform is, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like... The way, how is he going to get Mexico to pay to the wall for the wall? They're just going They're ju- to. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you could sum up his political. Pl- I mean, really, it's just fuck you. Right. That's my platform. <laughs> yes, yeah. You fuck will you. do what I say. Right. Because he he wrote The Art of the Deal. Um, He's, you know, had multi, multi, multi billion dollar uh, companies, which he said that today. He's a multi, multi, multi billion. He's a, he's a fucking clown. Um, it really is just, uh, like, you couldn't make a cartoon character any more ridiculous than he is oh yeah he's he's great and one thing that was really great on cbs this morning today um they had frank luntz on who's a pollster a gop pollster who frankly should not be like employed by cbs to talk to anyone because he's been paid by candidates like i think he said he was like on cbs a while ago talking about how great Rand paul is and he's paid by the paul campaign to do polling so like maybe not have that guy come on yeah um, that seems a little but a little. he had a focus group of trump voters and i was like they you know they teased it before commercial and i was like oh yes like fuck yes because i don't know what these people are like right mm-hmm. um of course they they come back from commercial and they show frank luntz in the room talking to people you know doing this focus group it's all white people well. except for one black dude and the only question he was asked was like it started off as being like, yeah, you're an African-American. Like, what do you think? It's like, it's like that guy, like, probably got got the invitation. He's like, oh, shit. I was like, I'm going to be the only black guy in this room. I'm totally going to go down TV. Like, absolutely. Um, wow. The other thing that was amazing that, like, almost, I mean, my wife lost her shit at this, was a bunch of the people said that they don't like Obama because he's arrogant. These are Trump voters. Wow. Yeah. That level of cognitive dissonance, I just, uh, I don't understand how. It it was pretty amazing. I really encourage you to to look at it. I kind of want to. I mean, it's crazy because, I don't know, I I really do, um, I think like 
being a Trump voter would be just so fucking embarrassing to like even admit to like your friends and family like going on TV just seems so it's so odd to me that they could even get people to do this. The thing is, though, I feel like that people who do support him have some kind of freakish sense of pride about it. Like, mm. like, yeah, yeah, fuck you, everyone else. We are going to take our country back from whoever it is that took it someplace else. Right. Like, it's like a weird, like, I don't know. It's like, a, it's a, it's very weird. This I is mean, the weirdest. Mirror the campaign, for sure. That's true, yeah. I mean, the fuck you attitude. Yeah, yeah. This really is just the the weirdest presidential cycle that I can ever remember. Yeah, and everything about it is the, just with the whole cruise thing being up in Iowa. It's, mm-hmm. it's I mean, we've had in in some of these early voting states, we've had three main front runners, right? We've had Trump, Carson, and Cruz. Yeah, those even if it's not Trump, I mean, like those are three crazy people. Yeah. I mean, Ted Cruz, I, I'm thinking about this from a perspective of, like, what's best for me um, in terms of who becomes president. And Trump might not be the worst option. You know what? That's what's that's what's super, super scary about it. I think Carson would be worse than Trump. Well, he wants to end Medicare. Because not only – because Carson has the same flavor of crazy, but his crazy is also mixed in with religious crazy. Yeah, yeah. Which really I don't like at all. Yeah, I don't think Donald Trump. I mean, as 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 fucking insane as Donald Trump is, mm-hmm. um, he doesn't seem to be going after those like hard like American values, like things like that. Like yeah. he's been on the record. I think he said that he's he's fine with gay marriage. I'm pretty sure he said that. Um, not that that should give him a pass for anything, but no, but yeah, he seems much less heavy on the social issues which is like if mike huckabee becomes president or something like that and you're a woman in this country you may as well just fucking leave um yeah it's gonna be bad yeah but that's depressing it's it's really depressing to finally see donald trump come down and then you have to be like wait is this good or bad yeah what a what a time to be alive what a time to be alive indeed let's just uh Let's stop there and come back with something a little bit more appropriate for the season. Yes.
All right, everybody, we are back. Um, we talk about politics all the time, and, you know, that's always topical, but you want to talk about things that are really topical. There's this guy that I know whose birthday's coming up. And, yeah. And liberals have tried time and time again to deny celebrations of this guy's birthday. Every single year, it seems, it comes back. But it is indeed happening. There will indeed be celebrations. It is called Christmas. And I think it's a big, fat waste of time. Ooh, hot take. Yeah. And I came to this realization. It was, I mean, it took a while for me to come to this realization. I mean, every year after being a kid when it's like, you know, it's not just me walking down the stairs and seeing a bunch of presents under the Christmas tree because I grew up as a privileged little white boy. Um, <laughs> after that, it's just like, I just don't have the time anymore. Like, mm-hmm. like, last weekend on, I think it was Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday. And this is part of the reason why I didn't want to do the podcast uh, last week. I went out to Toys R Us in Clinton, Maryland to buy my nieces and uh, nephews presents. And I nearly, like, had a fucking breakdown in the store. Like, I, I don't know. If, have you been to one recently? Uh... No. Okay. Every single store has aisles that run north, south, or east and west, right? And they line them up. Toys R Us is set up like a fucking maze. It's worse than an Ikea maze. Because at least in an Ikea maze, they, like, give you a map. Yeah. I got lost, like, 600 times. I don't know what to buy these kids. And the problem is, is that with the kids, it's like if they don't get what they want, it's now no longer something that was nice, that, like, just didn't hit the mark. It's now a problem for my sister. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the kid's going to cry. And I just don't need that shit. Um, there's a few other things that happen. Oh, yeah. Like, my office is having this holiday party um, mm-hmm. next week on Thursday. And they're doing, like, a secret Santa. And they're doing an ugly sweater costume. Uh, or ugly sweater contest. Okay, ugly sweater contest. No, fuck off. I'm not doing that. I'm not. There's just. I'm not doing that. Um, Secret Santa? Absolutely not. I don't know what to buy my wife. How am I supposed to figure out what to buy some fucking dude that I never work with or choose to avoid at work? Like, I can't do that. Um, I know you, you feel completely differently, don't you? See, here's the thing. I'm, I'm kind of conflicted. And this is why. So for most of my entire life, Christmas has been my favorite holiday. I come from a pretty large extended family. Mm. And we always had a big celebration at my grandmother's house with everyone. We would do like a Pollyanna gift giving thing because there was too many people to buy gifts for everyone. So everyone got something and it was fun and it was it's a big Italian family. So lots of food and just good times seeing people that you don't see very often for the rest of the year. But since my grandparents passed, no one gets together anymore. Mm. And me and my sisters don't have children yet or at all. So there's no – there hasn't been yet that continuation of tradition. At this point, we're just kind of stuck in this like weird holding pattern where it's just kind of like my immediate family for Christmas. And we're all – 
grown ass adults, so no one really needs anything right. gift wise. It's just like a weird, like we end up every year like, oh God, what are we getting our stupid parents? They don't need anything. They don't want anything. What do we buy? It's like, and it just becomes like a hassle. But at the same time, I have all this nostalgia for the fun that I had as a child. And I like decorating my house. And I, I want, like, I want to feel the holiday spirit like I used to, but I don't. And I, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should just accept it or if I should try to force myself to like it every year it's like a weird it's a weird thing i understand i mean i think the what has made it like a little bit of a resurgence for me in recent years is that Mm -hmm. um my wife's brothers both have a kid um and my sister you know has three kids now yeah the oldest one is six so it definitely does like that's the only thing i get out of it is yeah I, i think yeah I think once someone has kids, it'll be better. Right. Um, but until then, it's just kind of weird. And then you'll probably go nuts. I mean, we spent many, yeah. many hundreds of dollars at Toys R Us. Um, like, a lot more money mm. than I thought I was going to spend. But yeah. I do that every year because I'm not – I mean, I'm buying my – I'm not going to get my brother or my sister anything. Like, right. I'm just, I'm just not because they are both adults and they have jobs. If they want to get something – they have the money to buy it. Yeah. And they can use the money that they would have used to buy me a gift to do that. And I, the other thing is, um, I'm sure you know, and some of our listeners probably know, is I was, um, our house was on the holiday house tour yesterday. Mm. So I live in a small town that's, um, pretty big um like a lot of the houses here most of the houses were built in like the late 1800s it's set up like a grid main street is a block away there's like restaurants on main street there's like a you know like a hardware store it's very small town america Mm -hmm. um and i was asked i think the second week we lived here after i moved in if we would be on the holiday house tour and i was like well this guy's my neighbor and you know he's being friendly and i want to have friends out here in suburbia um, so I said yes. And then I find out that, like, there's an expectation to have your house, like, Christmas out the ass. Mm. And, like, I don't own anything. Like, I went from living in a one-bedroom apartment to living in a three-bedroom house. So, like, I haven't had the time to accumulate this stuff. So, anyway, fast forward a few weeks to yesterday. Um, I bought a ton of decorations, kind of raided my mother's house because she's she's done with putting up decorations which is great because they have nice stuff Um, yeah because you know 60 year olds tend to have nicer things than 20 year olds or 20 somethings um so i took a lot of their stuff and set it up and you know cleaned the living hell out of the house which it wasn't that hard um so i had about 200 people go through my house yesterday wow yeah i mean it was it was intense um we served alcohol, which not that many people took it, which is weird. Mm. Because it's like this, like free wine. Like, yeah. Why would you say no to free wine? But it was, it went a lot better than I thought it would. Because I had heard like horror stories of like people opening closets and stuff like that. What? I, yeah, our friends were on it two years ago. And they apparently had like people opening medicine cabinets. Wow. Yeah, which 
is no. Like, no. no. Like, if you open my medicine cabinet, I'm kicking you the fuck out of my house. Um, so we didn't have any of that. It was good. We closed off the room that I'm in right now for the cats because we didn't want them to get out. And nobody opened the door. Um, met a lot of people. And I guess it was fine. So our house is, like, completely renovated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was bought, um, foreclosed in, like, 2014, I think. And then it was renovated through, like, late 2014 to early 2015. So, like, everything looks great in here. Um, and we did nothing. So, it's, I guess if there's any time to be on a stupid house tour, it's, like, a year after, or, like, right after you buy a renovated house. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything's, like, brand new and everything looks really awesome. But we got to see a bunch of other houses, too. I was just going to ask if you went and saw any. Yeah, well, they did, the night before, they do, like, the people on the house tour. They get to go on the house tour. So huh? everyone meets up and, like, goes to everyone's houses together. So we did that, and we got to see some cool houses. There's, like, most of them were on our street, um, because, like, the historic section of my town is not very big. It's getting, like, smaller and smaller every every year, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, things get bought up, and they put in McMansions and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, some people had really, really cool houses. Some people had a lot of shit in their house, and I was like, I would have a panic attack if I lived here, because, like, you know, you have, like, 800 tchotchkes on the shelf, and I'm just thinking, like, how does she clean that? I was going to say so yeah. much dust. Jesus. I know. She, the answer is she doesn't. Mm. She's like, oh my God. You know what? If you can't clean your stuff, you shouldn't be able to own the stuff. But, I mean, I got in the Christmas spirit a bit. That's good. A bit. You know, put on the nutcracker, which always I, reminds me of Home Alone. Yeah. I would be really bad at a house tour because I have a lot of super judgy opinions about Christmas decorations. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear them. Let's hear them. Let's hear them and see if I violated any. Okay, so first things first. Okay, so blue Christmas lights. Mm. I understand that oftentimes our Jewish friends will decorate their property with blue lights Mm -hmm. for the Hanukkah season. Okay. I get that. That makes sense. But they're often marketed as Christmas lights, specifically, Mm. and blue as fuck, and that bothers me. But not only just blue Christmas lights, the new LED lights that have a cool blue tint Mm -hmm. instead of a warm glow. There's a lot of them. I can't. Yeah, I cannot with those. They really get on my nerves. So I I buy... I went out and bought, like, the cheapest lights I could yes. find. I think Lowe's had, like, ones that were, like, 100 lights, and it was, I think, $2. Nice. So my house is going to burn down. Um, but I use those for outside, and those are those are just straight-up normal yeah. ones. Yeah. A lot old- of people here do have those LED ones, though. People are very into them, I guess, because they last forever and they use less electricity but it's, it's like it uses like no electricity it's that's the thing that gets my nerves it's like it's we're talking thing. about the difference of like it's going to cost you 56 cents to run <laughs> i know i know incandescent christmas lights but it'll only cost you 40 cents for the led one so over time you're gonna save so much money I no know. This, you're not running them all year yeah so, you're running them for like a month tops hopefully hopefully you take them down people who don't take take down their decorations like Ooh. january 1st that's it yeah. you take them down yeah, that's on my list. Yeah. So I, I got a question for you. Yeah, go. My, my wife and I have, have been, like, 
kind of not arguing about this, but we have different opinions. So okay. I'm where I'm sitting right now, I have a view. Um, the window goes out to the front of the house, and I'm looking at my neighbor across the street. Okay. Um, their house looks like a lot like ours, probably built by the same uh, developer back mm-hmm. when. Um, and they've kept it, like, beautiful. Um, it's, like, one of those, like, Victorians where they have, like, the shutters painted, and then, like, the poles are painted, and they have little filigrees that are painted different colors and stuff, and it looks great. Yeah. And their house, the color scheme that they chose for the house just so happens to be red and green. Mm-hmm. Um, so it fits for Christmas. And the way that they've uh, decorated it is with, like, bows and a, a lit garlands and, like, wreaths, and it's very classic Christmas, you know? Okay. Very non-offensive just you know yeah basically it it looks like it would be on a christmas card it's that like classic christmasy and then we have the guy next door to me who has i'm not kidding i swear to god i will take a picture of this house probably 10 to 12 of those inflatable things oh god it's yard and then like these big gaudy icicle like lights hanging from oh, his no. roof yeah. it's it's literally the entire yard it's just you could you could not walk through this yard mm. if you tried because it's just completely and some of them are animated one of them's like snoopy on a sled going down a hill oh. and it like rocks back and forth yeah and it drives my wife nuts she like can't stand that like the juxtaposition of the house across the street that looks like perfect and the house next to ours, which she thinks looks awful. And, Are and... you going to tell me that you like well, the inflatable? I, I, I don't like them. I would not. I would not buy them for myself. Okay. They would not be in my on my property. No. We just did like we did the trim on the porch, mm-hmm. and then we have two hydrangeas in our front yard. Mm-hmm. One at one side, one at the other, and obviously they're not in bloom. But I just like put like the nets over those oh, okay. so it's like ours is like pretty minimal i have some bows yeah. uh, i wrapped our the posts for our porch to look like candy canes um so i wouldn't do it but like if the alternative is nothing yes but that's a re- that's kind of a ridiculous all or nothing like, i don't think it's that black and white i mean people I, okay buy them. i understand like if you have kids see he doesn't kids. have kids and he lives alone See, that's even now. Now, yeah. I'm, now it's even weirder because I feel like, like I live in a neighborhood, um, an urban neighborhood, old brick row homes, and everyone has a small little grass front yard. Mm-hmm. I have, while walking the dog, observed people who have put three to four of these things. Oh, in that little tiny. Is it like a normal townhouse size lot? Yeah, I mean, it's not much. very big. Yeah, like I have an end, like mine's on the end, so mine's oh, okay. bigger. But for the most part, they're pretty small little front yards, a nice little bit of grass, but nothing big. Mm-hmm. I feel like there has to be some kind of proportion that you follow. Oh, I agree. Fill the yard with weird inflatable decorations. It's the same, while- like with like people that buy big gaudy furniture for like a tiny bedroom. Yeah, it's like this doesn't look good. No, and and since you brought up icicle lights. I have a thing about them, too. Like, I feel like you can buy ones that are a bit more expensive and the strands are closer together. Mm-hmm. And then you have the cheap ones where each individual strand of lights is, like, three inches apart from the next one. You have the cheap ones. I hate you. <laughs> they're trash and you should throw them away. Okay. Like, they have to be the good ones. And also, if you are lining 
the outside of your house and lights. You mm-hmm. better get those motherfucking lights straight because if they're crooked, oh no, I want your house to go away. Yeah, you should burn your house down or Just hopefully, it- hopefully your cheapo lights malfunction. They probably will because you've put them up in a haphazard way. Right. And so your house is gonna burn down. I did mine kind of really shittily. I mean, I I, I, <laughs> I took I took tiny little like tacks. Yeah. And just, like, hammered them in. I didn't do, like, hooks like you're supposed to. But I bet they're pretty straight, right? They're, they're, ver- they're very straight. Um, <laughs> it's not that much of an area, though, because, like, the way my house is set up, like, I can't get to the top. Like, mm. even if I had a ladder that was, yeah, like, yeah. high enough, I couldn't get to the top and the front because there's a porch that, like, extends out. Okay. So I'd love to be able to get, like, basically do an entire outline of the front of the house. Like, that'd be tight. And See, then I maybe I'd buy that this year. Because I have, like, the way my house, I have a peaked roof, so the mm-hmm. front of my house is, like, a triangle. Yeah, me too, and, me too. Yeah, all along the side, whatever. Like, I thought it would actually look nice if I got the good icicles and I got them up there straight, but for the first, but I would probably kill myself because I'd have to put a ladder on my porch roof to get up oh, there. Yeah, yeah so that's probably, what I would have to do. Yeah, I'd probably die doing it. And also, I never even mess with outdoor string lights. Because I know that, like, my OCD, if I didn't get them perfectly straight, I would lose my fucking shit. Mm. I would lose my mind. Like, I have a um, a little Japanese maple in my front yard that's probably, like, 10 feet tall. And I wrap the base of it and branches in white lights. Okay. And this year, one of – for some reason, like, half of one of the strands has burned out. Ugh. And I – I think when we're done doing this podcast, I'm going to have to go outside and take them all off because it's driving me crazy that one branch on this tree does not light up in the lights. <laughs> it's making me completely I'm, insane. I mean, I'm the same way with like with pretty much everything. Yeah. Like, particular like that. So yeah. So that would drive me nuts. I I, I think hmm, you're pretty I, I restrictive mean, in your in your Christmas stuff, though. I could go on. <laughs> but I feel like people are going to tune out if I keep talking about Christmas lights. But, yeah, I mean, the way that I do, I do kind of a, um, like you're across-the-street neighbor, I do, like, a very traditional, like, I put um, candles in the window, wreath on the door, lights on the tree outside. Do you put real then... candles in the window, or do you put those? Oh, the light-up ones. You put the light-up ones? Yeah, not the not real candles. See, I don't know if I could even do that, because we used to, my mother used to do that at our house. Yeah, so, yeah, my, my mom always did it, so that's kind of why. I'm looking at my ledge of the window in the room I'm in right now, and I, I think it's pretty typical ledge for my entire house. Yeah. And the width is probably about, I want to say, two inches, which I don't I think it, is enough. I have to, I have to fasten, I like, I use, like, a little bit of, um, clear tape. Okay kind of fasten them to the windowsill because otherwise, yeah, they would fall off. And also, I'm, like, too cheap to buy the battery-operated ones. Oh, okay. I make, like, this weird network of extension cords and timers that it's probably terribly dangerous, but... That's the way mine are set up. I mean, I don't have any plugs, outdoor plugs, in the front of my house, Mm. which had I known prior to buying this house, I would have written it in as a contingency. Like, Mm -hmm. get me a fucking outdoor plug. Yeah. Right now, I have to run... I'm using every extension cord I own. And I own, like, the big heavy ones and stuff because, you know, for tools and crap. And I'm using every single one I own to run, like, two from the back to the front. And, like, of course... Like, the way my house is set up, it's, like, really weird. There's an extension that was put on on one side. So, like, there's two on either side of the back, 
two plugs, mm-hmm. but like I can only do it from one side because the other side it's like too long. Oh yeah, it, it's just like driving me nuts. I think I'm probably gonna get one, get an electrician out here to do that because it it looks like shit. Like the side of my house looks like shit because I have these big industrial like orange like extension cords. Just you gotta lying. get you gotta get the the heavy duty green ones. I invested this year because I only have a plug on the side of my house. Okay. So I got um, I got one of those green ones. It's like the same as the orange one because I have an orange one too for like my mm-hmm. outdoor tools and stuff. But the I have a 40-foot a green one that's going from the side of my house and I've kind of like woven it in between like the bushes on the side of my porch and stuff and it goes out to the tree where the lights are because otherwise, yeah, I would have had to do the orange one and that's just tacky as shit. Mm-hmm. Let me get your thoughts on one last thing okay. with Christmas because I really want to hear what you think of this. Okay. And then we'll, we'll, we'll move on. But so we were walking back from our friend's house maybe a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the house on the corner right near mine. We noticed that it had like colorful lights all over the front of the house, okay. but not, um, not like from lights on the house. And then I noticed in the yard, there was, like, this little light bulb that was basically projecting the lights onto the house. Now, I thought that was pretty cool. And later that day, actually, my wife had to go out uh, to buy some crap. And she came back and she bought one for me. Mm-hmm. So the one that we have, I have it on the back of my house. It's The back of my house is pretty much flat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pointed at it. And it's this white light that basically, like... It's like little white, like snowflake-like lights that kind of like dance all over the house. Okay. So is that tacky? Is the question? Because I've heard multiple opinions on it. <sighs> okay. So y- the way that you're describing yours, it doesn't sound tacky. Mm-hmm. But the ones that I've seen that are colorful and like a lot mm-hmm. seem to be tacky to me. And actually, that reminds me, I read something somewhere recently. That apparently people are like pointing them to, I guess, steeply up, mm. and they're they're like interfering with airline pilots. Really? Yeah, like some some I I didn't really read it closely enough to offer any kind of actual opinion on it, but apparently, yeah, like these things are are dangerous if shown, I guess, directly up into the sky in flight patterns. What so. asshole does that, though? Yeah. It's like, know. I'm just going to buy this just to, like, it's not even going to get on my house. The light's not going to stop on my house. It's going to stop in, like, the eyes of a guy flying yeah. a commercial airliner. But, yeah, I mean, like, the idea of twinkly little white snowflakes floating around on the front of your house, that sounds, I, I feel like I could deal with that. But the crazy color yeah. laser light show ones are a little much for me. We saw one on the house tour, um, and they were on the house tour, where mm-hmm. they had replaced their like outdoor front light with a light bulb that did that. So mm. they like, plugged in the light bulb, and it just like turned. And it this one it, was like this one was colored. Disco ball. It was like a disco ball. Yeah. Oh. It was like the it, that was a bit much. That That's, was a bit much. Yeah. But I think we've I think we've hit on a lot of topics here, and I think we know generally how you're gonna piss off Hinkle. So if you do live near Hinkle, please go out and buy as much inflatable things, put way too many in your yard, and then get the shitty icicle lights and put them on crooked, right? Yeah, we have to take a break from this because I'm I need to calm down. I'm all worked up. Okay, we'll uh, be right back. 
Okay, welcome back. And we are going to move into sports, which are for the most part trash because we're Philadelphia sports fans. Um, but I think the thing that I want to talk about this week is uh, Jake Voracek, who for some reason has been relegated to the Flyers' bottom six, which is just... I mean, in a way, I, it makes sense just because the way the top two lines are playing together. But, mm. I mean, you're not going to get Jake Voracek going right? with Chris Vandevelde. I mean, you know, no offense to him. He's a great player for what he is, but that's just not going to get him going. And I think, actually, I just um, saw Charlie from Broad Street Hockey tweet something about Haxall moving him to left wing, which huh. is like... Why are we why? on the third line? Yeah, like, so you're playing on the off wing on hard. with shit teammates. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't seem like a recipe for success. I we talked about this a while ago, didn't we? I feel like maybe last episode we Was might it? have. I think we did, and I think we were just like kind of like I have no idea what the purpose of this is, and if it's just tinkering, like if if now. Mm-hmm. If now the Jake Voracek being on the third line is because of you don't want to screw with the the top two lines because of how they're doing, I'm a little okay with that. Yeah. I mean, if it's working, it's working. Um, and it sucks that he's the odd man out. But, I mean, it also, obviously, the question is, why was he on that third line to begin with? Like, yeah. Why are those two other... Like, as great as those two other lines are doing why are they in that form to begin with? Right, and you have to assume, I mean, at least I would assume that if you were to subtract a part of one of those top two lines and replace it with Voracek, like we're not talking about replacing, you know, with a scrub, we're talking about Voracek here. So, yeah, he's had a bit of a struggle getting going, but you would imagine that if you plug him into the top line, something's going to click there eventually. Right. And, um... Scott from Patterson Avenue, who is um, NHL flyer on on Twitter, he actually um, had an article recently where he kind of went over the pros and cons of Voracek being demoted, and and kind of you know it breaks down to the con is that Voracek is being completely wasted, and right. he's, we're going to get going playing with mediocre players. And the pro is that the Flyers are winning more games than they had been previously. So it's like this weird. I, I just don't. I don't know what to make it's of it. It's the normal like process versus results type thing. It's like every time, um, you know, someone goes through that healthy scratch carousel or something like that. You mm-hmm. see the idiot Facebook people being like, "Oh, we just won two games, but now they're gonna scratch this guy." It's like, well, that's not how it fucking works, dude. Like, yeah. Um. And so, I mean, even if they are winning games without Jake Voracek there, I guess the question is why? It's not enough to say, well, they're winning games with Jake Voracek on the third line, like, so let's keep him on the third line. It's like, no, why are they winning games with Jake Voracek on the third line? And is it, like, is it happening in spite of that? Yeah. Like, is... Obviously, I don't think that you could say that Jake Voracek being on the third line is why they're winning games. That right. that doesn't make any sense. Um, but it's I kind of I'm I've 
I don't know. This year I've been kind of, like I went into the season with the idea that Hackstall would have a huge amount of rope. Right. And would be given a lot of leeway to figure out what he wants this team to be. And for the most part, I think he's been given that. Right. But there's some some things that he does just make me think, what the fuck are you doing? Like there was that whole thing with playing Schultz over Medvedev for right. a while there. Um, his love affair with Nick Schultz in general, I think, yeah, it makes seems no sense. kind of weird to me. The entire organization's love yeah, affair. I mean, I mean, even Ron Hextall. Yeah. Giving him that extension. Yeah. So it's just, it, this kind of, I think, fits into this whole, like, okay, Hextall, you get some leeway because we all know this team is shit, so you get some time to figure it out. But at the same time, what actually are you doing? And right. You're doing it. And I think once, you know, Craig Berube got fired, everyone says, you know, now it's going to be a massive upgrade. But it reminds me, kind of reminds me of when, God, who was, I, I don't know why I can't remember his name. Oh, remember when uh, Peter Chiarelli got uh, fired mm-hmm. from the Boston Bruins and everyone's like, yes, yes. Like, you should definitely be out. It's like, I remember everyone's like, be careful what you wish for. And mm-hmm. then the Bruins have that fucking ridiculous draft. Yeah. Um, And then traded for Romaldo. Yeah. Um, so I guess this is one of those things. It's like, yeah, Barubi sucked. Um, He was awful. His decision making made no sense. But I got to say, some, some of Haxtell's decision making doesn't look much better. Yeah. I'm not saying that, you know get rid of the guy or anything like that no 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 no. because the fact of the matter is this isn't a good hockey team and they're in flux and it's going to be a rough year no matter what so you know if you want to obviously you had some kind of experiment in mind plucking this guy from college so you're going to have to let it play out and see what happens but it just makes me a little nervous that if this is the kind of decision making that you're seeing with a shit team are you going to continue to see this kind of decision making once you have a better team? Right. And, and I don't know. I, know. I, I looked at the standings for the first time in a while yesterday because mm-hmm. it was after the the Penguins fired their coach. I was like, have the Penguins been doing really that bad? Um, and they're like just above the Flyers in the yeah. standings in the Metro, which I did not expect to see. Um, I haven't been keeping up as much as I probably should. Um, but even then, you know, the Flyers are not that far back in that division no and you know what's super weird about that i remember at the beginning of the season everyone being like the flyers are definitely not making the playoffs because the metro is so strong right and it has not really been at all i mean the penguins obviously oh god yeah and i think people were expecting columbus to be better than they are that's every fucking year that's true every year columbus is going to be the best team yeah. I mean, now they have Tortorella, who's scratching Steve Hartnell. What? Yeah. What is that? That's just trash right there. That's what that is. I know. Philadelphia legend, Steve Hartnell, sitting on the bench. Awful. Or in the press box, rather. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Well, sports are bad. All sports are bad. But you know what really is the worst kind of... It's not really a sport, but worst kind of sport? What's that? It's fantasy football. It's fucking trash. Ooh. Um, and I know I'm breaking the rule of nobody cares about your fantasy football team, but it is the playoffs in my league now, mm-hmm. and I have zero confidence. And here's here's why this. I'm not going to talk about my stupid team, but 
I have only done fantasy football twice. Okay. I did it two years ago. I did it last year. I actually never watched football prior to two years ago. I hated it. And then I started doing fantasy football, and I was like, oh, I can win money. Um, I won my first year. I won last year. So I am not accustomed to losing. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I've had so many fucking games this year where I've lost. I've had three games where I've lost by a point or less. What? That's, yeah. Yeah, and it's because of shit decision-making on my part, and I'm just, I really feel very, very, very uh, conflicted. And the thing that makes it even worse is I'm up against my boss this week. And Wait, you're playing fantasy sports with your boss? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, the, it's, it's the, my bureau's league mm. that I'm in. Um, there's, like, a lot, of, a lot of people that I work with. Um, my boss is in it, or one of my bosses is in it. Um, he's not technically my boss, but he's higher pay grade than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like proposed a trade last week to me because if you're still in a if you're still in the playoffs, you can still make trades, but only to playoff teams. Uh. So that way you don't have like guy dumping like awesome stuff on you when he's not going to be in the playoffs. But he proposed a trade to me and I was like yeah fine fuck it like I don't really care this is not like stuff that I need plus you know I don't want to piss him off in real life right Um, and then it turns out he's like he's using the pieces that I gave him and I'm like god damn it and I'm up against him I didn't even look at the sketch I'm such a fucking idiot I did a trade that is going to help the team I'm against it's like if the fucking flyers traded Claude Giroux to the penguins that's what I did. I'm wow. an idiot, Hinkle. I'm a goddamn idiot. I, I mean, I'm a little disappointed in you, to be honest. I know. I should be cutthroat. I mean, God, the first league, I would, I, when I beat anyone, it was a work league, too. Whenever I beat anyone, the, that morning, their inbox would be filled with shit talk for me. Like, not just one email, multiple emails. Yeah, I now mean. I'm, now I'm helping the enemy. Wow. What's wrong with me? It sounds like you've you've lost an edge. You're getting yeah. soft. Yeah. I don't like it. I think it's this this you know the lingering last years of the Obama pres- presidency. They're finally the wussification of I was men. just to say you've been wussified by the I, media. I put it off for so long. But, you know, we're what entering the last year. Year 8. And, and I just can't hold it off anymore. But the good news is, once President Trump comes in, you will be instantly retransformed into a manly specimen of masculinity and strength. That was you a have that beautiful to segue. Thank you. I have to say. And we're going to take a break, and we're going to talk about that Trump presidency when we get back.
Alright, everyone, as you know, every single week to close out the show, we like to point out what we call the shit opinion of the week. Um, and as you may have guessed from listening to the show today, that came from one Donald J. Trump. So, last Monday, it seems like, it, I mean, it's amazing that this is getting covered now, because I feel like this is happened such a long time ago but it was only monday um last monday donald trump uh put out a press release like didn't even just say this he didn't just say something shitty he put out a press release calling for a temporary ban on muslim immigrants entering the country including uh u.s citizens who are abroad coming back home muslims would not be allowed he since walked back that back a bit um but the substance of this ban has not been walked back he is quote doubled down which i hate that fucking phrase God, they, um, i i feel like that's like republicans fucking love that phrase oh double down yeah well it is it is a delicious sandwich that's true sandwich ish that a republican would eat <laughs> i don't think a democrat has ever eaten a double down <laughs> <laughs> That has Republican voter written all over it. But, um, so yeah, I mean, it's fucking insane. Like this, we, I know I've said like a lot of the stuff he said is fucking insane, but this is, this is like it. And I know everyone says this, that whenever Donald Trump does something crazy, it's going to sink his candidacy. I don't think it's going to sink his candidacy. I think it's exactly what his voters want to hear. Yes, they're all in on this shit. They love it. Right. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i i mean i don't know where where do you go from there i don't know like honestly and i'm not i mean i think i've said this once before and i meant it kind of like in hyperbole but i feel like we are mere weeks possibly days before he suggests literal internment camps in right. a serious like i feel like where do you even go from banning an entire religious group from entry into the country. Like, where? And it's funny that you say that because he was challenged on it, um, where he, like, even Dick Cheney, like, Dick Cheney comes out and says that, like, it's it's, it's everything, it goes against everything that America stands for. And right. Donald Trump's reaction to that was, well, we had internment camps for the Japanese in World War II. I like, that was a good thing. Oh, my God. Like, that's that's i think either trump said it or one of his uh spokespeople said it and yeah it's it's funny because they were talking about it obviously like this was a big topic on the sunday shows which just shows you how crazy this is because this did happen last monday so it's like you know they usually if something happens on monday there'll be a bigger news story before the next sunday Mm -hmm. that they'll focus on but this is so big that like it's not gonna go away um Carl Rove was bringing up, he's like talking about like, oh, well, how are you going to do this? How are you going to, you know, what people are going to say that they're not Muslim and stuff like that. It's like, my wife is like, why are they discussing like the logistical failures of this insane fucking policy? Yes. Don't even talk about how it would be done. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that I like, how that we're not at a point where people are like, 
what like everyone should be appalled and also disgusted it's just very strange to me that there's like rational discussion going on i know around this kind of thing i mean it's it's become that much of a clown show that we're like it really is just out of control that saying something like saying anything close to that like five years ago would get you kicked out of the party yeah like absolutely but they can't they can't do that they can't kick him out of the party because he'll run as an independent and if he runs as as an independent then you're handing the white house to hillary clinton yep so the republican party is going to put up with this shit because they're a bunch of cowards Mm -hmm. um and you know i I, maybe cowards isn't the right word because i mean obviously they want to win um it's i don't expect them i mean with their track record on being shitty i don't expect them to denounce him but like yeah i honestly don't think they know what else to do at this point i think there's a lot of panic i mean the the talk of like what they're gonna do when they get to the convention um i don't think they're gonna do anything crazy like i if if he has the delegates to get the nomination Mm -hmm. by the time the convention comes around i think he's your nominee yeah because i don't think i don't think that they would want to send that mess i mean i think you'd lose a lot of people because why bother voting in the primary and being a part of a party if at the very end party leadership is just going to say no yeah yeah that would be a, a a very huge problem for them well i mean they could do it i mean you know they don't have to if they they can just name someone mm-hmm. not, and I've heard, I've heard theories that like mitt romney is going to get named at the convention that would just be the best ever <laughs> funny it's like like we have a guy who has a track record of losing and we're gonna put him up you know yeah. let's try one more time with this guy yeah, i know but he let's... lost well two times yeah because right? he lost the the nomination in in 2008 yep and then obviously got 47 percent of the popular vote in 2012 which is like the most the the most poetic justice thing like ever yeah that he got 40 percent. oh god but Hey man, I take Mitt Romney over Donald Trump any day of the week. Well, yeah, all day long. It's amazing how great Mitt Romney looks. Like I next to like, Donald Trump. I feel like I'm gonna issue a challenge to us. Okay. Next week we have to try to have a shit opinion that's not Donald Trump. Oh. I or feel like it's gonna... and not related to Donald So are we gonna include like shit opinions that come from people discussing shit opinions? that came from donald trump like someone saying well like hey like donald trump's idea for like banning muslims is actually pretty great like could that qualify i feel like that could qualify that could qualify well we're not cutting it off that much i mean like ben carson he's you know he's got a bunch of shit opinions yeah um ted cruz also in addition to you know anybody can have a shit opinion there is no shortage there's no shortage but let's do that and how about this i'm gonna i'm gonna as they say double down oh and how about we don't talk about trump let's not give him what he wants yes you know i mean fucking rise above literally tens of people listen to this podcast at least two at least at least once while i'm editing there you go i have to listen to it um so let's not give him what he wants. I don't want to be that guy who gives him the media coverage as a member of the media, the successful podcast 
yes. correct opinions. Yes. Let's not give it to them. Yes, that's it. You've heard it here, folks. Next week's correct opinions is going to be a Trump-free zone. Trump-free. Maybe, maybe tangential. Like, if we're talking about Ted Cruz, we yeah. might say, oh, well, he's beating Donald Trump. That's not going against our rule because no, we're no, no, just no. providing, we're just trying to provide you with the best political coverage we can. Right. And sometimes you have to do that. Yeah. But there will be no topics centered around Donald Trump. I can no promise. Trump topics. We can promise that. Oh, I'm psyched. Man, that is, that's a bombshell for our yeah. listeners. So I think we should just leave it at that and let them process that. I think so. People are going okay. to take some time. Well, thank you for tuning in, everyone. Yes. These have been probably the most correct opinions you'll hear all week. Without question. And uh, as we say every week, you're welcome. Sometimes you got to fast and back. See, niggas don't know where this shit started. Y'all know where it came from. Damn, we're gonna take our back to the source, good knowledge. Yeah. When the MCs came, tell them about their names. And to perform some ads, to smoke cocaine, to act insane. With the poor heat rocking on, that one of the mental plane. To spark the brain, with the building to be born. Yo, friends, up with the traction, the what you got. Shake up, shake up, shake up, shake up, shake up. I swing swords and cut clown. Shit is too swift to bite, you be caught and write it down. I float like the blood on a murder scene, like a syringe. Want some wild out shit to insert a vein. But it was your walk the shop, stolen art, catch a swollen heart from not rolling smart. I put bad pressure on pony whack rhymes and get hurt. Sits plate like zodiac signs and sweatshirt. That's minimum and feminine like sandals. My minimum table stacks the first on the gamble. Energy is felt once the cards are dealt with the impact. Around house kicks from black belts that attack them white bones like cyclones or typhoons. I represent from midnight to high noon. I don't waste ink, nigga. I think I drop megaton bombs more faster than your blink. Cause rhyme thoughts travel at a tremendous speed through clouds of smoke of natural blends of weed. Only under one circumstance, as if I'm blunted, turn that shit up. My clan in the front wanted that when the MCs came to live out the name and to two perform, something had to snort cocaine. To the act the same For he dropped it on that one With the mental plane Just to spark the brain With the building to be born Yo, the rhythm of the track With the what? I'm on a mission that niggas say is impossible But when I swing my swords, they all choppable I beat the body dropper, the heartbeat stopper Child educator plus head infotator Cause niggas styles are old like Mark 5 sneakers Lyrics are weak like clock radio speakers Don't even stop in my station and attack While you're playing bell with the rep like Amtrak What the fuck for you?